Well, hey, Gundamaniacs, welcome to the Gundam Explained show. I'm your captain of this mobile armor, Adam Blue, and my uh, cyber new type, co-captain, I don't know where I'm getting at, Steven. What's up, Steven? Hey, good to see you. Thanks for having me. Ah, no problem. Always. And so, I should say thanks for being here, but no. Um, no, <laughs> it was cool. Uh, yesterday, um, on your stream, that uh, it... It, it was weird. Stream it, is the generous. <laughs> it yeah, was... It, it was funny. Technical difficulties, the thing that just happens. But what I think was amazing about that yesterday was like how you had got like a group of people together to play GBO2 on like a weekday. You know, yeah. like it's, you know, what are the odds that you can? There's that there's that joke about Dungeons and Dragons where it's like the the biggest achievement in Dungeons and Dragons is getting four people in their 30s oh. together to do something for okay. an hour. And it's like, well, there you go. The biggest achievement in, in Gundam Battle Operation and YouTube streaming, for that matter, is getting 10 people together in a chat for a couple of hours of Gundam Battle Operation. That was a lot of fun. No, that was, I mean, and really, you know, shout out to, because we kind of did it lightly server versus server, you know, just more of a fun yeah. thing, but the people from your server, super enthusiastic, um, <laughs> you know, and they were good. There was times where we would be playing like in the city and I felt like it was a scene straight out of Cuckoo's Doan's Island where those land type Zaku's just come and just murder everyone. And I'm like, well, and then, and then Talos is at the back going, what are they doing? <laughs> I mean, it was it was great. Like, I, honestly, I, I love those guys because they love to do themed teams like that. It's yeah. like they, they went into that one match where it's like all Zaku's and I'm sitting there like I don't I don't have a zaku one so i guess i'm gonna do like the zaku one commander type and <laughs> be the commander or something like that no but that no that was cool i yeah i definitely want you know every once in a while like i to me yeah. I, I think it's like awesome because i love gbo2 in a more like i say casual but i like to take it seriously but still casual and like when we yeah. did your stream last week and then this week I'm like, how can Steven not be more my best friend anymore? You know, like, but no, it's, <laughs> it's fun. I still hate F91. That's what Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's, you had to bring it up, didn't you? Oh, I'm no. going to keep reminding you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, GBO2 is cool that we're talking about it because really, and uh, maybe there'll be some GBO2 stuff we'll get to today, but there's going to be a lot of GBO2 news coming out. I want to say I'm supposed to have a video dropping today. Hopefully, I'm waiting for uh, the command to go ahead. But there's also going to be a lot of news. So for GBO2 fans out there, like, stay tuned. There's some badass news coming. I can't wait. Um, awesome. But also today we'll talk about um, the, the Zeta Verka that came out. I know that's a big one you and I have been waiting for. Um, oh, man. I, I I logged into the tracking information because I was like it was supposed to be here last night and now like it it does just there's there's no tracking on it at all it's like oh, <laughs> that's that's crazy I hopefully I, that means it's out for delivery and like it'll be on my doorstep after the stream so and this is where I'd put my Zeta Verka if I had one <laughs> <laughs> no but like I, that it's funny because um yeah I. I felt almost like I was being, I don't know, selfish or I don't know the term where I had it pre-ordered somewhere, but then new type, that website was like, oh, we have them available. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go buy that and cancel my other one, you know, and, and I got it, but you know, it's, it's like, I'm not even building it yet. I've weirdly, I'm waiting for you. And then just to kind of see your progress, my progress, I don't know how long it's going to take. There's sometimes I bang out a high grade in a couple hours, but I'm. 
I mean, I already, and we'll look at it a little bit, the runners. It, it actually doesn't look crazy, to be honest. And even my son, the box is big. And my son picked it up, and he was all like, oh, this isn't heavy. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So, well, that could, I mean, he's probably used to you getting those, like, metal frame. Uh, yeah, <laughs> those, that's true. Those the, uh, are a little heftier. <laughs> one of my favorites, which I have right here, which I know you're going to hate, but the <laughs> F91 metal build. Love it. I mean, the back is bigger than its front. Oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> I love this thing. But, oh, V-Fin went flying. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I take my time with, uh, with kits. Um, and if the cool. Verka is as, um, if the runners look similar to the version 2.0, then it's probably going to take me a few days, just like the, the 2.0 has. So yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. Curious. And I'm not, and again, like I, it's like, I don't want to rush. I think what happens a lot, it's like when I drum, uh, as a drummer, it's like, I'll start drumming and then I just get into it. Then I'll go faster and then like throw off the guitarist. So, I think it's like <laughs> that, that when I build a kit. Thing with uh, with the drummers, I've noticed yeah. it's like you know. Yeah, but um, and then we'll also talk about some new Blu-ray releases that are pretty cool. And I don't want to forget, as we talk about the Blu-ray releases for one in particular, it kind of feeds into this narrative I think I've created, where I think I really know what the Gundam movie is going to be. And really? I've mentioned it before, but we'll we'll yeah. talk a little bit about that. Um. Real quick, oh, El Oster in the chat, good to see you, Neo X. Uh, Speaking of Talos, good to see you. Yeah, and then, um, not so famous. Hey, good to see you there, yeah, Talos. So, yeah, good to uh, yeah get started today. Um, so I dropped a video, first of all, and I don't, I don't want to get into this too long. I, I, I don't know if people like this type of content that I'm about to talk about, but... I dropped my Witch for Mercury video Monday, and after the video from last Monday, I was actually getting anxiety because of the comments I'll get, where <laughs> people are, like, mad at what I say sometimes, and I feel bad because I don't want to, like, elicit these emotional reactions out of people. But even in the Discord, and, and this is almost like a, a sort of apology, but also, like, not a, I don't know, um, where I went in there and I said my opinion, like, ah, this is why, you know, Witch for Mercury, it's been fun watching it, but it's been so long now that it's like, maybe it's not exactly for me, even though it's cool. And then yeah. people were offended by that. I, someone told me they found me annoying because I said that. And then someone <laughs> said, oh, you just wanted action. And it's like, oh man, now we're getting to the assumptions. Yeah. And then so it's like I have to, I feel like I have to defend myself and probably even more because I'm on my server. So it's like, I was like, hey, this is just an opinion. This is like just my personal preference. I, you know, yeah. I'm glad you like, I'm glad it's so popular. Yeah. You know, yeah, but. you know, it's funny. There's this kind of, um, there's this weird I don't know if it's a parasocial relationship thing or or it's just being an online personality, right? There's this weird assumption that just because two people share a common interest um, or even multiple common interests, like with you and I, Gundam and gaming and everything, yeah, that we have to be in lockstep with 100% of each other's opinions. And, I, you know, that, that's just clearly not the case. <laughs> yeah, and it seems weird that that seems to be a real psychological not necessarily the problem, but maybe an attribute of the human mind, because that's actually used on purpose within political things. Like, yeah. they're purposely trying to get people to pick a side, you know? And, and it's, it's like if you, can, if you can trigger one thing that you agree with with them, then you can, all, you can kind of 
steer them towards other things that maybe they wouldn't agree with unless if not for the original thing that that you got them to agree with but you brought up a a good um point that you know similar to when people um say things as if they say opinions as if they're facts right Right. um some people do it kind of sardonically for humor and and that's always fun like i love that that's actually kind of my sense of humor um but there's also a strange thing that i i don't like when people attribute motives right you know you don't know what's going on in someone's head and so when someone says like oh adam you don't like something because of this like you're just you you know whether it's you don't you don't like it because it's not enough action you don't like it because it's like well you know maybe it is one of those things but maybe it's not but why would you make the assumption you know you're not in that person's head unless they say that you know i'll be honest i don't like school dramas i don't i you know (laughs) and and maybe like i watched fruits basket when i was in high school i I watched all the (laughs) the the kitty drama (laughs) um (laughs) you know it's not for me but that's fine, you know. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because I posted on another social media platform something completely unrelated to Gundam. It was more of I had a stance on something because I needed to make a change in something. So I just went to that group of professionals to be like, hey, I think this, but I'm trying to think through everything. Am I right or wrong? And then one person, I got a lot of good responses, but one person was... It was just then assuming uh, about me. They're like, oh, it looks like you're just looking for people to uh, have sympathy for you. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm bringing this up because I legitimately want to know if I need to change this habit or do this, you know, because I'm being, you know, I'm in. And so I responded to the person saying no. And I am because they said your question is frustrating, almost like the person in the discord saying what you're saying is annoying. It's like, no, no, I don't want to elicit some emotional response out of you. I'm just asking based on these parameters. And then I even followed up later saying, look, it looks like you're trying to dig in more to me, but look, I could probably type paragraphs and paragraphs of the emotional distress I'm going through because of this, but that's not what this is about. Yeah. And then they ended up like, okay, well, hopefully you get your information. It's like, oh my God. It's like, I had to go through all that just to, <laughs> but you know, the least they could have done is actually answer your original question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just do that and then leave. But and I guess there's then that catch twenty two. I always say, don't get involved with this stuff. I sort of do, and I've seen it where I've had people in the past plant seeds that in my future have fruited into something amazing. So I just see myself as that's a seed I'm planting. Maybe right then they don't understand what I'm saying, but maybe in the future they'll be like, oh, remember that guy said that. It, maybe I am being mean, so I don't know. Yeah. And especially but, interactions online, it's like you're always yeah. cognizant of that third party. You know, sometimes the person you're talking to isn't the person you're answering, but it's the the person who's reading your your comments and your responses. So yeah, and so that's just to say, when people are in my Discord, if I'm ever defending myself, please don't take it as personal as you may be taking my opinion. <laughs> I'm just really <laughs> trying to clear up that this is my, you know, opinion on something. Um, and real quick scene, Justin Pruitt, good to see you. Rogue New Type, Brian Zanichelli. Okay, some more popping up. Really cool. So, yeah, Monday's video is Switch Mercury. And I'll just reiterate, like, I-, I think it's a good show. It's just, it's more and more not my thing the more it gets into it. Even though I'll see, like, the Gund Volva, the Gund Node, like, these mobile suits that actually look badass. So, like, uh, I'm getting that out of it. So, that's yeah. that's awesome. Um, That's cool. And then Wednesday's video was 
um, the, about that mobile suit ensemble, and I actually decided to have some on my desk with me. Um, uh, Andy. Okay, that guy just it's broke cool apart. Line. Huh? It's a, it's a cool little line, the mobile suit ensemble. Yeah, and, you know, um, and, like, here's, here's the Jagan, the one that fights the Kshatriya, and, you know, they mm -hmm. come with these beam sabers that you can actually even take the beam blade off of, like, and it has its own saber. Uh, but, awesome. you know, like I was saying, fully articulated, like, uh, I mean, the degree of articulation on this is insane. And, and for those that watched the video, I showed a picture of a Gashapon I got, like, in the late 80s as a kid that was a little chunky robot with holes in it to plug in things. And it's like, cool. did it trigger a memory? And that's why then, like, I got, you know, into this. And I, I find that fascinating because... Then something else happened that I just realized yesterday. So I, I was driving with my youngest to go pick up my oldest. And I was like, what, what's some cool music I should put on for him to listen to? I was like, I'll put on the Crazy Taxi soundtrack. If you, yeah, you if go. you remember yeah. that. When Crazy Taxi came out, that was the first time I think I understood music outside of video game music. Because I love video game music growing up. But once yeah. I heard the Crazy Taxi soundtrack, I was hearing the Offspring play music that I was like, that's not the Offspring. Don't they do that pretty fly music? But no, it was like fast punk. And it was Crazy Taxi that got me into guitar. Eventually drums. I love the fast drums. But it goes back to that game was made and produced in Japan. There was Japanese people thinking... Okay, let's pick this music because what it do Americans fits. Like? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's that or that they understand context. Like it's it's almost like this. Uh, the, I like to go back to integrated information theory, where okay, there yeah. is something in front of you, an art, a thing, but there's more than it that that makes it what it is. And for me, Crazy Taxi, the game became more fun. Uh, because of the the music, like it pumped me up. And then me, I enjoyed music more when I discovered music like that existed. Bad religion. Well, I think even though I got into Offspring, it was mainly bad religion that really like changed. I was like, man, this music is incredible. And yeah. So from the Gashapon in the early or the late eighties to the Crazy Taxi music to like Gundam, it's like everything is rooted in Japanese culture. Yeah, I mean, there's like a, this this crazy thread of uh, a, a correlation that you know maybe it's causation. Maybe maybe these were the seeds that were planted in your childhood that kind of steered you yeah. to uh, to what what you what you become today. But yeah, um, yeah and it, it's fascinating because these are all things that they're not arbitrary decisions that someone made like to right. to manufacture these s small gashapon robots or you know to include a particular type of music in a video game these are very deliberate choices that you know clearly have long uh long standing ramifications yeah it's um and and then so to add to that and i should have got a link or something i happened to see a book uh, an advertisement for a book that is either out or coming out called pure invention and it's about Japanese pop culture, like how it kind of started and how it affected the rest of the world. I think I got to read that. I think that I'll yeah. find some more origins about myself, you know. And because I'm into ancient history, I do believe personally that Japan 
still has some long-rooted cultural traditions that haven't been excised yet because they've been isolated for so long that a lot of their storytelling is that sort of layered, you know, or any sort of cultural thing has layers to it, not because they're trying to be smart, but more of they've just done it for generations, carrying things for generations. Um, just yeah, a guess. Yeah, I mean, there's there are definitely some deep-rooted cultural differences that you find. Um, and and uh, spoiler alert, I'm going to bring this up in, in the video that I'm dropping tomorrow. But um, if you guys haven't checked it out, um, there is a two-year-old documentary uh, on The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time um, called uh, A Masterclass in Subtext. Go find it on YouTube after, after this. A after this, you go find that and watch it. Excellent documentary that covers a lot of like how um japanese culture is interwoven into the stories of legend of zelda which you know i thought it was i i think it's amazing and and you know i'm i'm kind of stealing a little bit of their uh, a little bit of their mojo when i'm applying it to gundam so no that's excellent I, that's great because yeah that dissection series that you have already is is baller so that yeah that's hey, thank you <laughs> that means that means a, a, a great deal coming from a um a seasoned hey, gundam content creator like yourself well for all the different types of content i come up with it's not anywhere as deep as that type of analysis you're doing so for me that's helpful like it helps me with my content but you know uh, it's funny you brought up the zelda thing because that that reminded me of another zelda thing we talked about where playing tears of the kingdom talks yep. about a lot of the conspiratorial ancient human history of red-haired yeah. mummies and kind of the stone moving stones with resonance that's like even the tibetan monks have ancient uh stories about using resonance to be able to lift stones and move them around and so it's yeah i wonder if if for, for like japanese culture it's not that it's like a conspiracy it's just they're more willing or more interested in ideas like that without having oh this has to be canon going back there to the go. canon thing <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's it's like indulging that curiosity, right? You know, yeah. to to Western audiences, maybe they play Tears of the Kingdom and they're like, oh, you know, this is a neat game mechanic that they came up with, like moving stones with uh with resonance and you know binding things together. And it's like, what, like you said, it's not it's not anyone trying to be smart or clever. It's right. just adapting these ideas that that they've interesting been allowed to fl flourish. Yeah. No, that's that's great, man. Uh, great talk um on that yeah sorry um, for the tangent i know this is no this is gundam explained not deep it's, anthropology explained <laughs> <laughs> it's gundam explained but i like to start off you know with the icebreakers where we just talk about you know kind of whatever um exactly um but you know going back into chat i see our mod ian has shown up good to see you man better late than never yeah. um so yeah let's uh get on to this next thing real quick um Okay, so Right Stuff Anime, and it seems to be, I don't know how it works, they just have an exclusive deal with Sunrise where they just release Blu-rays of their stuff in English territories. I guess that's how it works, but it's really cool that they're getting Twilight Access because I don't know if I'm going to get myself canceled for this, but I had to download this to watch it. There was there was a, a, a Japanese Blu-ray on eBay, but it was like a couple hundred dollars, and I was like, I don't think that's practical um yeah. but knowing that they're actually releasing it on blu-ray this i would love to have this in my collection this is just part of uc you know yeah, absolutely it's 
it's short, but it's a great way to actually see some really cool animation of some really cool mobile suits that are talked about, but not really discussed a lot. I think it's because of their limited way they've been shown. Um, Agreed. Yeah. I even did that video about Twilight Axis um, talking about the mobile suit. So this is just a good way, you know, for everyone to to get it and when it comes to like gundam physical media um i know that sometimes these blu-rays can be a little pricey out of the gate um but for people that are interested in this stuff i advise that you get it right away because these are limited production deals i mean i, I think i probably paid like 30 35 dollars for some for like zeta gundam and um and and the original series on blu-ray when right stuff released those and now you would be hard pressed to find them for less than 55 so yeah and i know, think it goes through little... waves where it's like they come out at a decent price and then they put them on sale because no one's buying it and then people want to go get it and then it's like expensive everywhere like getting victory gundam i could only get season one dis or you know part one actually for like 70 at the time like the second one was 50 <laughs> but like yeah it's so yeah this is releasing for 20. not bad i know that's not bad so well, this you know like you said it's a shorter shorter yeah. OBA, so so that you know that makes sense and, and hopefully like the transfer and the quality is good which typically it has been with the blu-rays i have they they look great yeah. um so this other one is cool so this is the gumpla builders beginning g and i actually did watch this and it was i just watched it maybe a month ago when nice. you know i was like i want to get into the build fighter stuff um so i started with that and it was actually entertaining um but it's cool to see now that, yeah, $20 coming out on Blu-ray. Um, it's got some fun suits in it. Yeah, that's what I like about it. And just seeing, it, 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 sometimes it's like the only way we're seeing some of these suits in modern artwork, even though they're interpretations. But it's still just good to see, you know. Yeah. Um, so here's what I wanted to get to with that movie this the, the movie topic because i it's been noodling in my head what is this gundam live action movie going to be Ooh, i speculate speculation station here <laughs> yeah so i will say that there is a a sort of i i think i don't you know it's i don't i'm trying to diplomatically say something or <laughs> say it in a way that doesn't sound like i'm giving away anything but I think the Gundam movie just hasn't come out yet because they're building the hype in the West. They're building the hype in the West. We're getting the new Build Fighters stuff later this year. Yep. We have this release of the Gumpla Builders Beginning G, which is just short. You know, three. That's it came out a while ago, so randomly they're now releasing it. Yeah. Even Twilight Access, that's just a random release, if you think about it. Like, do they really think there's all these people clamoring to buy Twilight Access on Blu-ray? I think this is just part of the initiative to build up Gundam. Uh, and I think with the Build Fighters, um, uh, the, the, the Build, or yeah, the Build Fighters thing, this Build, Gumpla Builders beginning, coming out. And then, you know, uh, they canceled or they ended that the mobile fighter game, the mobile builder game. Yeah. Which though they always have one in production, and we do know a lot of games got delayed since COVID. So it's like, oh, it must be there's going to be a late 23, early 24, another Gundam Breaker type game. 
Yeah. All of that together, and with what the director of the Gundam movie said about a, appealing to a, everyone, I believe they are making a, a build fighters. And, but I believe it's going to be more, uh, for the live action movie, it's going to be a build fighters that's really focused, not necessarily all on custom suits, but more of like, oh, this guy's got the new Gundam. This guy's got the wing Gundam. It's like, how can you appeal immediately to Western fans, but without it having to adapt a story and then piss off fans? Right. It, whereas with the build fighters, it's usually like, here's what looked like a Mark II, or here's yeah. what looked, but it's not exactly that. But I think, and I'm, again, I'm just speculating, but this is what everything points to, that the American movie will be a build fighters that will showcase favorite suits. Your thoughts? Wow. I mean, I think that that is, that, that is a good, strong theory, especially given, given what we've seen, um, you know, the battle log stuff that came out, uh, yeah, log, you know, yeah. as well, that, that contributes to that. That's right. Um, and I, I think that it would be something that this director would be keen to adapt because, you know, he loves kind of delivering on these, these fantasy fist fights that, that, that people love. So it's like, you know, in, <clears throat> Oh, go ahead. In one, wasn't one of like the earliest like pictures or interviews of him with model kits. I think he had a new and he had a oh, something from Wing, I believe. I forget which one it was. Um, and I think what was if that was a hint because he had these Gumpla next to him that were his Gumpla. That um, as well as, you know, how hard they're pushing um, evolution, which is essentially what, what you're describing is like it's a video game where you're pitting, you know, random mobile yes. suits from various eras against each other good and call that had such a strong esports bent to it where it's like hey we know overwatch is a thing that people love in the west like let's let's reskin it gundam style and you know we're not gonna go straight uc the way that battle operation has we're gonna pull you know a couple of fan favorite suits and and do it that way you know yeah man there's there, there's definitely evidence to that i would say the only thing that I would pose as a counter to that theory is that the the um, concept art that we saw of you know that sort of Alex looking Gundam, mm -hmm. you know, burning building, all that stuff, cool artwork. Um, that didn't look super gunpla y if that's how we're gonna <laughs> describe the the term. Right. But but that could be part of that. Like, oh, it's the battle network. Like we plug. Gunpla and that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that there's going to be the characters that build their Gumpla, and then there's going to be badass battle scenes that are then the big American blockbuster portion. I'm thinking Transformers, because Transformers is big, even though I don't really care about the Transformers movies. I think the last one I saw was the third one, or fourth maybe, but um, it's people like that big spectacle, and it makes money. And so that's how you do it. Have it where it's low risk, people on the ground, you know, family friendly, low risk, wanting to build Gumpla to battle. And then there's badass battle scenes of seeing the wing in the new battle or something. Um, and, you know, I will say that's not my preferred idea for a Gundam movie at all. Yeah. I mean, but, you and I have talked about like, the, oh, we, we just want 0079. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a Gareth Edwards 0079. I think it's like a simple way to like describe, but. Yeah. Um, I, I am fine with this, just like I was talking about with Witch for Mercury. Not, I'm losing interest in it, but I'm glad it's making Gundam. Because it's funny how I will meet young people that would have started with Wing, and then, and then they're like, 
oh, you see all the way. It's yeah. so it's like eventually I think you maybe mature is the wrong word, but you then get into UC and then you start seeing the depth that it has in terms of the world, especially if you're a hard sci-fi fan. Like it really has that that core to it. So um oh yeah, Rogue New Type saying um just a simple 0079 movie trilogy is all we need. And 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 that's the thing, I, and I've said this before, if I was able to make it, I would almost do shot for shot for a lot of it on purpose, because yeah. it's almost like recreating what the animators were framing on a cell, but what if that was live action? It would be just as good. You know, Amuro coming down with the beam saber after, you know, slicing the Zaku. Um, and another aspect, too, that I always think about, that this is like, if I was to pitch the Gundam movie, this would be in my head, it's make the RX-78-2 the main character without it talking, ever. Like, the beginning when Tem, maybe the beginning, Tem Ray is talking about the development, and then the, as he's talking, the camera's just slowly zooming in on the RX-72, just laying on the bed of the truck. Or just later on, like, when characters are talking, it's just the RX-72 is just there, because it's witnessing everything that's happening. You know, oh, he's like, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, like the center point through the story. Um, yeah, that's, I would do something like that. That's a neat idea. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, it, regardless, I, I do think, though, a build fighter-esque movie is a good way to go. Because uh, yeah. let's say in the West after that, like, then everyone's jumping all over Hathaway so much in the West that they're like, okay, I guess they really like UC, since, you know, those are going to be... The okay. Man, my mind's going a million miles an hour. I read something about a UC-104 story that has to do with Camille. Oh, is this the, the Moon Gundam? I mean, it, he, he's really only in it for um, a, a small spot oh. where, where you know, it shows Camille as a doctor. Yeah, I don't know, because I heard something about one of uh, the animations that are going to be coming out takes place in 104. But it's not like a Hathaway thing. It's something else. I, I mean, I, I don't know what that could be. What if they decide to do a whole new story with Camille? Um, maybe based on that, but kind of uh, going yeah. forward with that. Um, because we still haven't got yet all the information from that UC 100, next 100 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So no, there's a. But but you know to me that's I'm not I'm not gonna watch any of that. That's <laughs> <laughs> really it, it, it's all it's all post ninety three. It's all you know. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm sure that they're gonna that, that they're gonna do some some interesting stuff with the the next one hundred. Uh, you know what what whatever this this initiative that they've got um, planned. Yeah, I mean, just as a recent Gundam fan, in a way, like them then releasing Hathaway and then Cuckoo's Doan's Island. It's like, man, this stuff is excellent. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And a lot of it, you know, going back to sort of that debate about canon and in trying to make things fit within the original 0079, I think a lot of it, I, and I brought this up um, last week, is I, I think that there's sort of uh, interpretations of the events that happened during the one year war. And I think that when you look at things like Thunderbolt or you look at things like the origin, um, you know, you might be just seeing the side, like their side of the story and, you know, coming from an oral tradition, like, uh, like Japan, uh -huh. you know, 
everyone knows like the story of like the Iliad for instance but everyone kind of tells it slightly differently like maybe Odysseus was here maybe maybe uh, Achilles was there kind of thing you you get that same sort of vibe when you compare different UC properties to each other and you know I think that we're going to see a little bit more of that with uh the UC next 100 is it's like is it going to line up perfectly with uh F91 and Crossbone and probably not but maybe it's just a different spin on it that's yeah maybe it's being told from a different perspective kind of like what you were saying about like the rx78 being the the narrator the silent narrator of the story right you know maybe you're a fly on the wall in different different rooms and you get to see different aspects of the story different people's interpretations it it, it's like uh it's like obi-wan kenobi says you know what i told you was true from a certain point of view yeah no, exactly. That and that that's cool actually thinking back to that, even though that wasn't the intention of George Lucas, but how he handled yeah. that was pretty good. Um Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, cool stuff. Um oh, I love here sitting here speculating what like other stories are gonna be. Okay, here's something for you, and this is actually a serious question. Is it a- anything after Shark's counterattack you just don't care for? <laughs> hey it's, and no hate it's a little trolly but no i mean i i enjoy uh i enjoy crossbone um i couldn't get into f91 i don't know why um and, and maybe it was because it was kind of breakneck pace yeah you know, there's uh that no development with it. um and then victory i you know i couldn't stand uso as a as an oh, antagonist wow. so you know, and I know a lot of people feel the same way about Camille. So, you know, yeah, what? that's true. Fair deal. That's, that is that is true. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's interesting um, because, yeah, there's something about when I think of things like F91 and Victory, like to me, it's as if I set myself in early UC and that's the future. And I'm like, oh, the future. And so when uh, I see the yeah. F91, I'm like, wow, that's the future of UC. Uh, I, I think that's kind of the layer I have on it that makes it enjoyable for me um that's cool yeah that's a cool way of looking at it i think yeah and when i saw um because when i saw f91 for the first time that was probably the best animation i had ever witnessed by that time like yeah even for that time period period, it looks better than later stuff i would agree with that yeah Yeah. okay it is a very is a very pretty movie (laughs) yeah and and that's why it's like sometimes like man i've missed out on a lot of like anime animation and stuff like that and um it's funny because I've, I've been talking about after war x i still haven't finished it i'm a lot further in but i do after a couple episodes i am fatigued by the lack of motion in the animation and then i'm like okay i got to see something more modern for a little bit I, yeah i hate <laughs> <Palette> that <browser. laughs> yeah yeah exactly um yeah, and i think that that's that is a lot of the criticism that's levied against 0079 is that, you know, when you are coming from yeah. this like fast breakneck pace animation and you go back to something where you're looking at a still frame, maybe for a couple of seconds, you're like, yeah, ah, this is boring. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's cool. And in that's, and so that's something I'll just say real quick. I'll end it here. Cause I think I've repeated this. That's the one thing I think is odd about Shars counterattack. When I watch it, I feel like, the animation isn't really there. And I don't know if that's just me or maybe it is the time period and I'm not really being aware of just at that time it would look like that. But for a movie, it just, I feel like the animation could have been better. Maybe it was right before its time. 
I, I think they probably they, they gave it a kind of a weird cinematic feel. And you you see this a lot with like the color grading on on uh Char's counterattack where it's everything's dark, some colors aren't quite right. Um and I think that they were going for a more cinematic feel which you know, it, it's funny because the harder you try to be, you know, whatever the adjective is you want it to be, the usually the further away from that you're going to land. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, but uh, yes. Yeah, oh, you know, no hate, even though I always feel like I'm hating on it, but I just built that Mobile Suit Ensemble uh, new and it has an accessory pack so you can put on its uh, uh, back binder fin funnels and uh, funnels. rocket. You, so. You, I was going to say, you don't see the uh, bazooka used very often on the on the new Gundam. No, no, but like it's uh, what I like about it, though, is it brings me back to my childhood. I like where I can equip weapons all over, you know, like they're suited up, you know, for yeah. whatever. Um, OK, so we're moving on real quick. Um, the Zeta Verkan. I am so happy that I got Ooh. it in. I know many other more prominent people have already gotten it. Um, oh, yeah, there we go. Camera. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, just looking at the box, honestly, looks um, somewhat smaller than the 2.0. And you know what? I gotta appreciate they both have their own style of art. Like, oh, yeah. like yours, you know, that 2.0 is kind of like the classic gun gunpla art, and this yeah. is obviously the Katoki, you know. Um, right. And but but I love that like soft, almost watercolor look on the uh, yeah. The it, it is reminiscent to like old Gundam, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yas or you know, I forget his full oh. name. Yeah, Yasuhiko. Uh, Yasuhiko. Yeah, his type of work. Um, mm -hmm. and so just you know, real quick, like the 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 runners, it's it's not too crazy. Like when I looked at this, I was like, oh, you know what, not. You know, not too bad. Um, it's what it's you'd expect. Nice you oh, you know what? Like I planned a joke. Parts. Oh, what's that? It's always nice when you can see like recognizable parts. Like you, it's like you look at yeah. that and it's like, yes, that is the leg armor. Um, yeah, it's like uh, oh, I'll be able to get through that. I don't know. There's something with this like anxiety a little bit where you see everything. You're like, oh god, I gotta. But um, I was gonna, I was gonna joke and I forgot to set it up where I'm like, uh, how do I do this to make it funny? <laughs> uh oh. I was going to be like, and then the decals, and then I was going to pull out like all my decals to make it seem like it had like a whole bunch. Because in a way, it kind of does. And it's kind of scary, but those are my favorite. I, you know, I love putting the real type markings. Yeah, I forgot I bought just recently some more uh, crossbone to put on the uh, mobile suit ensemble. Very um, nice. But no, anyway. So within this, it's got a, a, a nice, uh, nice thick boy of a book here. Oh, that is a hefty manual. Full yeah, color. It's, yeah, it's got good shots and pictures. I love that. Because, so then I can look at what is maybe not included color-wise so that I can, you know, custom for that. Man, and yeah. then looking at its white wave rider mode, like, I cannot wait. Like, part of me, and I, I just don't think it's logical right now, I wanted to buy two. So I could have one in Wave Rider mode at all times, and but I mean that's probably what I'm going to do with the 2.0 is just have that oh, <laughs> transformed yeah. and I don't know. Maybe that's what I'll do because the 2.0 comes with the launch deck that attaches to the Mark II one. It does. Yeah, yeah. So gives me a good reason to still get it. 
Um, I think that that's probably why the uh, version 2.0 has the larger box. Now that I think about it, is the extra runner that's included for the for the flight stand. Oh yeah, that would make sense. Um, so another cool thing here is I like that they have some hand drawn artwork, but Very they cool. also have, and this might have already been put online and translated, but it's actually an interview with Mr. Verka himself, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Kitoki Hajime, uh, where it's cool because it has. The Japanese at top and English at bottom, like they already prepared, you know, nice. that, which I know I've had plenty of kits that didn't even have any English in them um, at all. Um, yep, same. <laughs> and then the back, yeah, we get two full pages of uh, decals. So, any major differences that you saw off the bat? Well, I mean, I would say that, yeah, obviously the uh, the instruction manual, much much heftier than the uh, 2.0. Um, okay. I will say it's it's very neat. The the 2.0 did this thing where, and again, you know, not translated into English, so I had to translate it, but they have a little blurb here. It's like, hey, if you don't want to paint the kit, at least panel line it. Look how look how much better the kit looks when it's panel lined. <laughs> um, that's, that's pretty cool encouragement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, no... Uh, no marking guides uh, that I can see. And of course, you know, we've got a little splash page in the center that covers all of um Oh, that's the cool. Zeta lore. It even has, am I seeing where it's comparing different kits maybe? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it shows the original one, one forty-fourth scale. There's like, you know, the no grade kits, um, oh, as yeah. well as the original one, one hundredth scale kit. And then, of course, the Master Grade 1.0, which was then upgraded into the 2.0. Um, apparently, it was, you know, I, th I think uh, someone, I don't remember if this was on Twitter or maybe on one of our discords, but someone said something along the lines of like, you know, they've been trying for 40 years to, to get the transforming <laughs> Zeta right. And it's all because um, Yoshiyuki Tamino saw an episode of Transformers and decided like, that's what oh, I want yeah. to do with, <laughs> with the Gundam. <laughs> well, that's um, cool because but, I think he, you know, no, again, opinion, no offense to anyone, but he did it better than the Transformers. Because it's funny, I, I do remember, this had to have been 86 at least, watching yeah. Transformers because it was my parents' first house we had in Texas, a duplex. I remember watching it. thing was cool, but I never cared. Like when Heathcliff came on, I was like, oh, Inspector Gadget, that was my jam. That, that was my <laughs> Yeah. Dude, love Inspector Gadget. And then they did the live action movies. And, uh, cool hokey. Yeah. Uh, that, that, I think that IP has promise. And like the idea of Inspector Gadget, you know, it's just like he's this detective with some badass gadgets, but he, he always messes up and it's his daughter and the dog that solve the cases. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's just. It's like Mr. Magoo. Everyone loves that kind of. Um... That, that goofy hero that just stumbles his way through success. Yeah, it's like upwards. he's he's like super nice and confident. And, you know, he, it's never like he sees the threat for what it is. So he's never like negative and, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny stuff. Um, okay, so. Uh, yeah, speaking of Transformers, they have that new movie coming. I think Brian brought it up in the chat just then. Um, yeah. I... I I'm intrigued just because CGI does tend to get better and it's getting a little more involved with, you know, the beasts. Uh, yeah. I, it, and again, I didn't like Transformers as much as when I, when I was a kid, but 
when Beast Wars came out, I did buy the ant and another one because I thought that was just an incredible toy, like an ant that transforms into a, a robot. Hot D- take. I can't stand Beast Wars. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So we, we've got another thing that we well, contend about. <laughs> I will say, I, I only liked, like, I didn't watch the show. I just liked that, the idea of the toys. Yeah. I, I do agree that a, um, a, an animal that transforms into a robot is a lot cooler than a, a car. A truck. You know? <laughs> a honda civic like (laughs) but then i guess that's talking about zoids which i hear a lot of you guys talk about but i have no knowledge on at all yeah and i guess zoids Zoids that zoids is well there's no transfer well some some transform but most of them are just animal form i mean it's gundam but instead of humanoid robots you've got animal shaped robots is there a good reason that they're animal shaped robots (laughs) i think it's badass okay (laughs) (laughs) hey that works. No, well, it, it's cool because I, I can imagine, and this is going way off topic, but like I can imagine a GBO2 style Zoids video game where, you know, different animal types had different benefits. Like, you know, obviously you've got your raids, supports, and generals in GBO2. You know, maybe your four legged beasts are a little faster, but burn out faster. Those would be your raids. You've got like your two-legged beasts, such as like the you know the Berserk Fury and all that stuff. Those would be your supports because they're more long-range fire. I don't know who Maybe owns I'm... that IP. Uh, I don't know Viz. Oh, okay. Like... So it's not like a Bandai thing, and it might be a company that doesn't have enough money to really jump into games. I'm sure there's been yeah. Zoids games. I want to say Game Boy Advance probably had. Yeah, I'm Zoids sure that game. there are Zoids games out there. Um, a couple things that I wanted, I saw in chat, I thought was cool. Nike said something about getting three of the Zetas. So one is the mobile suit, one's mid transformation, one's transformed. That's a pretty cool idea for like a, a diorama setup, actually. Oh, yeah. It'd be expensive, but that would be uh, really cool. And then um, Nike said something else that caught my attention, the show Reboot. Did you ever watch Reboot that? Reboot was amazing. Yeah. I love that show. The one thing, though, that blew my mind, and this is like the first time I made a website when I was a kid, I think, or maybe not, uh, was when they had the Evil Dead 2 episode Yeah, that had Ash, and it had the cabin, and it had the Necronomicon, and I'm like, what is this? How did they do this? Yeah. How did they even get the rights to do that? Yeah. And so I remember being online, like, where I think there was this forum I used to go to, like, Ash, oh, an ode to Ash, I think it was called, or something like that. And someone was posting the pictures. I was like, this is amazing. So I made my own, um, I think I made my own Evil Dead website, and I just posted pictures from Reboot. That's awesome. <laughs> like I did anything different than anyone else, but I, <laughs> I guess it was just fun messing around. Um, I, I, I love like Web 1.0, like that, those, those memories, the, uh, you know, forums and creating your website on yeah. Cities and Angel Fire and all that good stuff. I know those are good times because, and I think it was good for some of us learning to be online then because there was still a degree, especially at a certain age, like of being formal with how you presented yourself online, you know, and and that's so funny. I forget I was mid nineties. This was sometime in the mid nineties, maybe 95, 96. My dad was making my AOL count for the first time because a friend from school gave me his AOL screen name. And as soon as we connected, he goes, Hey, mother effer, F you. And on one hand, it's like, okay, this is that personality type online already 
being created in the 90s. Even yeah, though he the... didn't mean to be that way. But my dad calls the parents and being like, hey, your son is just cussing up. You know, but back then that was a big deal. So yeah. I, I just I always remember that. That was funny. Actually, that, that kid, if I remember correctly, I don't want to be mean. So, you know, hopefully your life is well. He was a jerk. Let me just. <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to create a burner account. And on this live stream, I'm going to leave a comment. That's like, you're still a mother effort. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that uh, no good times. Um, no, cool. You guys bringing up that uh, reboot. That was really cool. Oh, they rebooted it on Netflix. Ian says, but it wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was such a dark show. You know, I, reboot, yeah. I think Reboot has a lot in common with something like Gundam, where, yep. you know, hey, to tie it all back around together, you know, <laughs> the producers of the show wanted something that they could sell toys off of. And they're like, hey, this new CGI cartoon thing is taking off. We've got like shows like Beast Wars um, out in the market. It's like, let's make this cartoon show that's kind of inspired by web design and like you know computers and things like that and we're going to sell kids a hundred different versions of bob doing different things and then they they managed to weave it into this amazing story that is not only you know they they use all of these computer terms and they use them fairly accurately as well yeah. which was impressive and you know they they told this amazing story especially like later on where Enzo grows up and you've got this whole like dark timeline that happens. Um, it's very similar to what Tomino and Yasuhiko yeah. did where it's like, Hey, we're just trying to create a like we, we want Gigantor. Can you make us Gigantor money? Like if, if we give you like the, you know, you make a cartoon that's like Astro boy where you got robots, we're going to sell the robots and make a lot of money. And he's like, I'm going to take that money and I'm going to make, this epic war drama that no one is expecting. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's a good point because reboot, that's what I loved about it. Again, it's the world. You know, that's that's what attracts me to stories is when there's this world I'm being thrust into and I'm watching the characters just try to live in it. And the way they talk to each other, I might not know what they're saying, but then as you get into the world, you realize, oh, that's this, that's that. And reboot, yeah, because you're right. They were pretty good with the technical terminology. Um, so yeah, that's a, yeah, good call on that. Guys, thanks for bringing that up. That was cool. Um, okay. So something else to jump into. So any minute now, any minute now, Bandai is going to say, Adam, release the video you made two weeks ago. <laughs> so I'm just waiting for that. And it's about the, the, uh, the new, so Sazabi FF. So the idea here is it's, you know, they get this just like the, the new Gundam. It's like they, I guess they go and get the scraps of it and rebuild it a little different. Yeah. Out of, you know, so in GBO2, even though it's not really in canon, like in my mind, I can make it. This almost. Again. This guy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this almost like pushes it to where I think they could introduce more different suits, even from like build fighters that are UC related. Now that they're going this far, because. This you know, is not really part of the story. Yeah. 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 No, so I'm, I'm glad that you bring this up because cool. honestly, with the with the new Gundam FF where, you know, you've got the, the giant funnel and everything. Remember that they didn't release that as a high grade. They only came out with a real grade and an entry grade. That's mm -hmm. another thing that Bandai has been doing. They've been pushing the entry grades more often. You've got a lot more um, entries into that line. I would love to see this Sazabi as an entry grade. That would be a very advanced entry grade, but I would build the heck out of it. 
that is something that ties into your theory about the movie being a build fighters associated thing is like yeah. we're gonna we're gonna make entry grade kits of all the mobile suits in the build in the i, I want to say build fighters movie it's like ah. you, you already sold me on the idea but no you're right that would be the way to go here especially we're seeing them in target you know they pop yeah. up in target that's like the best place to yeah and, and target had that giant gundam universe sazabi you know in the first place um so what's cool about this is um it, you know, it's a four-star support, which this gets into, like, the technical details that had we're not too familiar with, where apparently there's certain, I, I don't, I can't tell you what four-star means, but there's certain suits that are four-star that appear, like, at a certain time of the year, and so, like, people in the GBO2 forums, like, oh, I can't wait for what the four-star is going to be, you know, and so I'm, it's cool that people then are excited about that, um, I, so I was able to, you know, make a video, you know, things provided by Bandai Namco Entertainment America of, like, stuff. Normally, we'd have it out early, but I think just because it could be that a PC release is imminent, I don't know, that uh, they're kind of late in approving the video. But my video should be up today, I think, because the suit's already out. I'm just waiting. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's kind yeah. of funny how the, the timing of that. I mean, wasn't there some kind of like leak or accidental post regarding yep. it? It wasn't. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. So, no, but that's cool. And um, I, I got to say, you know, Bandai is super serious about GBO2 and continuing to push it, especially when it comes on PC. So for those who are like, well, it's already been out on PlayStation for five years. Like they're going to they're going to make it worthwhile to play on PC and to really gather a large following. So I am excited about that because it's, you know, we got that, that breaker mobile, which a lot of people like just sort of has, you know, been canceled off, but this, um, uh, shows that it's got strong legs and you know, yeah. that's awesome. Um, let's see. And the other part to which I think I can talk about because it's already posted it's just it's only posted in Japan is there's going to be a new EMP feature, um, but this will only be for custom matches. And it's just, yeah, a way where you can do an EMP blast. I think it's supposed to be like, you know, like artillery, but you can get this limited EMP blast will shut down all the mobile suits except for your allies. Um, That's pretty cool. The other feature they're adding is where you can spawn on your allies, which I think that is a cool idea when you're wanting to do custom matches with people. It kind of makes it a lot more like when we were doing... Um, uh, when we were it was either yeah i think we were playing where we would just spawn in the same spot and just kind of battle like yeah it was just kind of fun um yeah, to I, mean, I, I, keep I like up. the brawl uh the brawl format because you can you you look at the map and it's like okay i see everyone's gathered right here i'm just yeah. gonna drop it like why would you drop on the opposite side of the map <laughs> i know even though like i can get ganged up on easily it's just it's just hey i can maybe get three people caught in my heavy swing you know and I just... right <laughs> well I, I was watching a gbo2 stream that they they actually came these these guys came up with a brilliant idea that i hope that that bandai namco entertainment uh, are listening to them because they came up with the idea of land battles where it's like you know you've got the dab day and like the big tray and the the land ship itself is a spawn point. So maybe they start on opposite ends of the map, like oh, and they're moving like normal. But then as the the ship moves around, you can spawn on the ship, and oh. and then imagine your space battles. You've got like you know the Argama versus the Alexandria, and it's like the ships are moving through space. And that would be pretty sweet. And for the artillery type thing, it's where on these ships 
there'll be a, a, a countdown for these turrets you can sit in that have like long range mega beam particles. Like, so a pilot would have to go dock their mobile suit, get in, and then they can use the, and the, the idea is you could take out some mobile suits or try to continue to damage the ship because I guess you win by damaging it all the way. Yeah, I mean, well, wow. it could even be the, the base, the base detonation. You know, if it's a basic match, like, oh, the the objective is to detonate the ship, you know, plant a bomb on the ship to, to blow it up. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, especially, yeah, especially if it could happen that fast. So people really have to be on their toes. Oh, yeah. And it would be cool. Like, I forget what games do this. Call of Duty, probably. I don't know where it's like when you are in the matchmaking, you're either on Zeon or Federation. Like, it's random. Like, I think it was Star Wars. Yeah, the Battlefront 2, where you would either be... Oh God, I forget uh, what they're all called now. The separatists or <laughs> separatists the... Separatists or uh, the clones yeah. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that would be a good way to go about it, I think. Um, but well, cool. developers are lazy, man, I tell you. <laughs> I know. What, what's up with them? No, but seriously, it is awesome knowing, really, truly... If, if, I know people like to complain. Yeah, devs are lazy. What's Bandai thinking? Bandai Namco Entertainment America, and that's what they're specifically supposed to be known as because they are separate from like Bandai Collectibles or Bandai Publishing, you know. But the Bandai Namco Entertainment America is putting together programs to like super push Gundam. So I'm happy about that. That means you guys are going to be seeing a lot more come out. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, more Gundam's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's not. Well, you know, that does it. That was a great show. Glad everyone was able to join. Um, I hope to get started on this Zeta Gun and Verka. I know you are too. Like, I wonder if yeah. we should do a co-review. That would be pretty cool. Let's plan yeah, for maybe, that. Maybe uh, maybe next week we can, um, I, you know, I, I know I'm going to start building it this weekend. I'm sure you are yeah. as well. Maybe, like, we can have it wrapped up uh, by next Wednesday uh, for Midnight Hatter Live. And we can yeah. Good idea. I like that. Well, cool. Yeah, so for Midnight Hatter Live stuff, check the links in the description. Um, you never know what kind of fun we're going to have. There are a lot of people from our communities cross over, so there's always, like, fun stuff happening, I tell you. Um, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's it. So, guys, have a good rest of the day and weekend. We'll see you later.